catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, December 16th. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. After the joint middle and high school struggled to keep its doors open in 2018, this Hawthorne learning space got a new leader. I spoke with WUFT's Alexa Herrera about how the new native principal plans to make improvements and what the community's response has been so far. So uh, Ginger Stanford is the new principal at Hawthorne Middle and High School. She was chosen by Superintendent Shane Andrew to be the new principal after working at several other schools as an assistant principal. And she's also an alumni of Hawthorne, which makes it really unique and special to them. So what is the kind of climate that Stanford is walking into Hawthorne Middle with? So the school has received not the best rankings in the past couple years. They faced closure back in 2018, um, but then they had received a passing grade, so then they remained open. But um, they still struggle to keep the letter grade up, so she wants to improve it as much as possible by talking to students and parents, making sure students are coming to schools, making sure teachers are in the classroom with them and helping students learn um, in the best way as possible. And what does this new title mean to Stanford? She's very excited. Um, She never thought that she would be back in Hawthorne as the principal. She has always looked fondly um, about her time back as a student in Hawthorne. So she's very excited that she can bring um, a personal element to the school. And what's been the kind of reaction from community members about uh, this new move? I talked to um, a city commissioner, Matt Serency, who is also a parent of two boys in the school district, one of which who actually goes to Hawthorne Middle and High School, who is very excited that she's there. He's happy to have a familiar face around, as is Jackie Johnson, the communications spokesperson for Alachua County Public Schools. Uh, They're both very excited and happy that she's going to bring a fresh um, take on Hawthorne. And what have been some of the changes that have happened at Hawthorne since Stanford has arrived? So she wants to implement these data chats, which are basically looking at students' data. It's like a report on how they're doing, what their test scores are like, and how they can improve. So she really wants to have these one-on-one conversations with parents and their student to see where can they improve and what to do. She's bringing back new behavioral system so she wants to start these things called positive referrals so they basically enable students to reward other students for um, an act that goes above and beyond so if someone helps another person with an assignment or even like holds the door open for someone it can be a positive referral and she kind of just wants to get this positive atmosphere going that you should be rewarding students for even just the smallest of things not just grades Tell me a little bit about Hawthorne as a community itself. What does Stanford as the principal mean to them? So Hawthorne is a very, very small, close-knit community. And you could even kind of tell because it's Hawthorne Middle and High School. It's a very, very small school. And so everyone knows everyone, the parents, the kids, Everyone knows everyone, and a lot of people have grown up in Hawthorne, and they send their kids to Hawthorne who send their kids. So it's a very close, tight-knit community. And so that's why it's so amazing that 
Ginger Stanford is principal because she is an alumna and they already, she's grown up in Hawthorne. She, her parents grew up in Hawthorne. Her aunts and uncles all went to Hawthorne. So it just, again, it's just a very close connection and it just means more from them hearing things from an alumna than it probably would as if it was just some other principal from coming from a different school. That was WUFT's Alexa Herrera on Ginger Stanford's arrival at Hawthorne Middle and High School. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Gainesville became the first city in Florida to pass a fair chance hiring ordinance that applies to private employers Thursday. According to WUFT's Katie Heisen, the ordinance prevents potential employers from running a criminal background check on a candidate until after making a conditional offer of employment. They can still rescind the offer after the background check, but advocates are hopeful that delaying the step will both expand the qualified candidate pool for businesses and give people who served their time a better chance at regaining employment. Governor Ron DeSantis is reportedly, quote, ready to sign a potential fetal heartbeat bill. According to Florida Politics, during a press conference in Fort Lauderdale Thursday, Governor Ron DeSantis was asked if he would, quote, take the lead on a potential heartbeat bill. This would ban terminations of pregnancy if there were a detectable fetal heartbeat. Florida's insurance commissioner submitted his letter of resignation Thursday, just one day after the legislature made major changes to the state's troubled property insurance market. According to the Tampa Bay Times, David Altmeyer presided over the state agency that approves industry rate filings, conducts investigations into insurers' behaviors, and declares insurers insolvent. He started at the agency in 2008 and rose to the ranks until he was named as commissioner by then-Governor Rick Scott in 2016. Altmeyer did not say whether he was leaving for another opportunity, and his last day will be December 28th. Under new owner Elon Musk, Twitter has banned the accounts of one Florida college student, including an account that was using publicly accessible information to track Musk's private jet filings in real time. According to Fresh Tick Florida's Katie Delk, late Wednesday, Musk threatened legal action against Jack Sweeney, a student at the University of Central Florida, and any organizations that, quote, support harm to Musk's family. This came as Musk said a stalker followed and blocked a car carrying his two-year-old son in Los Angeles, thinking that the occupant was him. By Thursday morning, there were no federal civil lawsuits filed against Sweeney anywhere in the United States. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday. Thank you for listening to our last episode of the year. The Point podcast will go on hiatus, but return in 2023.